Welcome to Jubilations, a Judaic podcast intended to educate, inspire, and motivate your hungry Jewish mind. Each week, Jubilations dives into the minds of influential Jewish people, speaking powerful words of wisdom. Welcome to Jubilations. Today, I believe we're going to talk about birthdays in Judaism, because today's a special day. Tell me about it. Well, thank you, Becca, again for having this, making this possible. We're discussing today the special day in the Jewish calendar month of Elul. It is Chai Elul, Chai, the life of Elul. Uh, we call this Chai Elul because really on the calendar it would be Yud Chet Elul, the 18th, but because of two great luminaries who, whose birthday is on this day. One is the Baal Shem Tov, Rabbi Yisrael Baal Shem Tov. He lived at the end of the uh, beginning of the 17th century and also from his, um, and he was the founder of Hasidism, and also we celebrate the birthday of Rabbi Schneer Zalman of Liadi, the first Chabad Hasidic rabbi. Both of their birthdays are on Chai Elul, and this Chai Elul, we will explore this a little bit more about birthdays in general and what did they contribute that chai, that gave us vitality, that gave us, infused us with a certain, uh, let's say, enthusiasm or an inspiration uh, in our way of service, which enhanced and empowered us all which was a great contribution to um, us as a people. So the, uh, that is why we considered it we considered it a great day. We considered it very special happening then and a great powerful day today. So uh, Rabbi Israel Baal Shem Tov, um, way before it became very popular to have the inclusion to include everyone that has special needs or people that are not the regular pattern. Everyone is unique. And the Baal Shem Tov already back in his day made that very significant. It's not just those who are very learned, not just who are very talented, not just who are the biggest givers that are the most important, but every single person has a unique quality that makes them special, and the Baal Shem Tov was the one that uplifted all the people for everything that they have 
they are special. He used to send his students to very simple, humble people that the only way they served God was the way they knew how, not in a scholarly way because they studied a lot, but in the way they even treated their sheep with such care and with such tenderness. He would send his students to learn how to improve in their service of God. He empowered, he appreciated, and taught others to appreciate the specialty of every human being. And that was Rabbi Yisrael Baal Shem Tov. He taught us that special quality that we all need to aspire to. He also taught us to serve God with joy. He taught us to serve God with joy and the first Chabad Hasidic Rebbe, because there are different types of Hasidim. You know that, Becca. There are different types of Hasidim. Yes, I definitely know that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I um, always question you about all that. But the Chabad Hasidim, the particular sect or the particular group, which, um, which I am proudly a part of, is the Chabad Hasidim, which the Reb Shneur Zalman, the first Lubavitch Rebbe, the first Chabad Rebbe, taught us how the tools to serve God with joy, the tools on how the philosophy, which is written in his book called the Tanya, gives us the philosophy on how to overcome struggles and challenges, how to proceed with joy, how to not love another as, one, uh, as ourselves. We overlook our own faults. Can't we excuse someone else? Like we're always finding justification for ourselves. He gave us the tools. So the Baal Shem Tov told us what to do. And the first Chabad Rebbe, who also is called the Alta Rebbe, the first Lubavitch Rebbe, Reb Shneer Zalman, he gave us the tools on how to proceed. So this is really a very special day. I feel so appreciative that this is the day that you des we designated. It just came out this way that we would be doing this and talk about birthdays. Well, this is what's important to know, that establishing a Jewish calendar was the first commandment that the Jewish nation received from God. This unique calendar is based on the lunar month, but it is occasionally adjusted so that it remains synchronized with the solar year and its seasons. So from year to year, a date on the Jewish calendar will fluctuate with respect to other calendar systems, but will always remain in close proximity to its corresponding date on the commonly used Gregor Gregarian solar-based calendar. For example, if your civil birthday is on September 18th, 23rd, whatever... 23rd is my civil birthday. Okay, your civil birthday is on the 23rd. Your Jewish birthday will always be within a few weeks of that date. So as individuals, we celebrate those dates because they have a per personal significance. Your Jewish birthday has a dual significance. 
According to Jewish tradition, your mazel, your good luck, your good fortune is dominant on your birthday. And number two, as a nation, we celebrate those dates when special events that affected our destiny occurred. For example, that means we're talking about our holidays. And as individuals, we celebrate those dates that have a personal significance. And what is more significant than your birth? It is when the creator said, here, I am giving you a body and a soul and a divine mission. I have absolute trust in you, Becca, in your ability to pull through for me. And so you are doing. You're helping bring, um, reveal holiness in this world. I tell you this every single time because I sincerely mean this. And these are one of your creative abilities, how you are helping reveal holiness in this lowly world. And... Um, the Lubavitcher Rebbe started in 1988, inaugurating a Jewish birthday campaign. He asked that we all utilize this most special day of our lives to its utmost, a day of recommitment to the mission that God entrusted to us, making better and sanctifying ourselves and the world around us. In the Torah, we actually just hear about a birthday um, about uh, by the mention of King Pharaoh's birthday. Do you remember the baker and the butler? And the butler was in prison. They were in prison, and, and Joseph interpreted their dreams. No. Okay. Sorry. So I'm just to, mentioning just, it. Yeah, okay. So when the butler was restored, he was back at uh, his post, and it was Pharaoh's birthday. That is really the only mention in the Torah about a birthday. So, well, you can think then, what's the big deal about celebrating a birthday? Why is it so great? Because actually when a child is born, it is cause of great simcha, of happiness. It is an occasion for parents to thank God. And every year as the child grows older, there's more simcha and more reason to thank God. For this day, years ago, a child was born. And one of the ways that we expressed our simcha, we express joy, is usually by throwing a party. And you're a party girl. You know about that. So <laughs> there's more than, so more than a birthday, we thank God, we rejoice. We thank God for putting us in this world. And we try to do every day that we're here. We try to increase in our doing of Torah, mitzvot, um, our relationship between us and God and our relationship between us and other um, human beings. And specifically, the Jewish people, we are considered like one nation. We are considered like one family. And charity begins at home. So... On our birthday, we try to reaffirm our commitment to fulfilling the mission that God has entrusted us with. It's incumbent upon each of us to spend time 
reflecting on our behavior during the past year and to resolve to accomplish more in the coming year. And we look for new ideas, new suggestions. How can we progress and further our commitment into this world to make it more of a place that God feels comfortable here in this world? We rededicate ourselves to this goal in our lives. This is the goal of the Jewish nation as a whole, and this is our personal goal on our birthdays. It's like a mini Rosh Hashanah. And since it is the birthday of Reb Schneer Zalman, of the first Chabad Rebbe, I just want to bring a little story, a very short, um, with a good point here, on one of the teachings. Um, uh, so it is one of the teachings that are really relates to this. Um, Reb Schneer Zalman was put in prison in in a fortress in uh, St. Petersburg um, because of, on the charge, you just can't believe this is a very different era when he lived in 1798, but he was put in prison because of the teachings of Torah and specifically the teachings based on the Kabbalah, Hasidism. And for that reason, he was thrown in prison. It doesn't make any sense because the way Russia is today, the way they are observing today uh, so much, and uh, you can find everything there. You could find kosher, you could find camps, you can find all. But years ago, I mean, just a generation ago, people were actually executed for being religious. And uh, I want to say religious, but observant observing not going to school on Shabbos and uh, observing the Shabbos. Everything had to be done in secret and at great cost to their um, lives. Uh, really, at great cost. They would be sent to exile in Siberia and all. And here we have Rav Shneer Zaman of Liadi uh, in prison for his teachings. And... Um, he was visited by the government minister who possessed a broad knowledge of Torah and Jewish studies. And on one occasion, um, he came to the Reb Schneer Zalman and asked him to explain a verse in the Torah. And this was his question. Hashem called out to Adam, 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 after he had eaten from the fruit that God had asked him not to eat, and he realized then that he had committed a sin. It actually happened on Rosh Hashanah. But he went out, and he and Chava, his wife, and they hid because they realized they did something that was wrong. And God did not come at Adam and yell at him for doing something wrong. It's a lesson for us in our lives. But he engaged him first, and he said, Where are you, Adam? Well, didn't Hashem know where Adam was, was the question of the minister. Why did God have to ask Adam where he was? Doesn't God know where he is? And the Rebbe, Reb Shner Zalman, replied, Do you believe that the Torah is eternal? Yes, he said. And that every word 
is applied to every individual under all conditions at all times. And yes, resp uh, responded the minister. So in this verse, the Rebbe explains, there is a lesson for every single person. Where are you? Is Hashem's constant call to every person. Where are you in this world? What are you up to? What have you accomplished? You have been given a certain number of days, a certain number of hours, a certain number of minutes in which to fulfill your mission in life. You have lived so many years and so many days. And the Rebbe actually mentioned the exact amount of days and years of the minister. And he says, and where are you? What have you achieved? What have you done to justify your creation? And that's a lesson that we need to take to ourselves. When we have our birthday, we have to say, where are we in life? Are we using all of our gifts, our abilities, our potential to the fullest measure? Every day that we're here is because God is depending on us. He's counting on us for us to produce. So every minute is valuable. Every day is valuable. You can't um, just slack off. We are here to accomplish a mission. God is counting on us. And that thought is actually very empowering that how important we are to God. Every single human being has a particular mission in this world. And that is why we're here. Every single day we are here for that because once our mission is over, then God takes us back to be closer to him. So we are here because there's a lot to be done, whether it's through the medium of recording and getting the Torah words out and bringing holiness, knowledge about Torah, about the holidays, about mitzvot. That's one medium. But on a personal level, what do we do on a birthday? We do add some specific things. There are special customs. We try to make a party. We try to um, take on, and this is privately, something new that we're going to do. So let's say you're already giving tzedakah. You put up mezuzos. You do many mitzvahs already. You light Shabbos candles. You try to light them on time. Think of something else that is within your capacity. You can take on something that's not realistic, but what else can you add on in addition for your birthday that this year you take on? Because as we said, your birthday is like a personal Rosh Hashanah. And then we should give extra tzedakah even though you give it every day. We should learn a little Torah. We should say, a chapter in Tehillim. So let's say, Becca, you're 50. I know you're more, but let's say you're 50. Yeah, I wish I was 50. Okay, you were. And uh, you're in the 50s. So let's say you're 50 and you're going to be... So you're 50, so we say chapter 51 in Psalms because you're 50 and already... Once you're 50, 
you're 50 and someday, one day. Once you're 50, wow. you're already entering the 51st oh, year. Oh, yeah, that makes... Well, yeah, so therefore, we always say the chapter ahead. So let's say if you're 60, because you say minute, chapter 61. The minute you reach 50, well, you're like already going the into the 51st. Like the later, you're going into your 51st year. Exactly. Right? So that's yeah, why we that. always say the next chapter. That's got it, got it. On the birthday is when we start saying the new chapter. Okay. So that is something we do. We try to say a shachianu on a new fruit. We don't say a Sheachianu on our birthday upon ourselves. Why not? Because our mission is not yet complete. When our mission is complete, we no longer can say the bracha here in this world. We are already going on to the next world. So therefore, we make a Sheachianu on a new fruit on your birthday. On a new fruit? Yes, that you didn't have in the season. For example, star fruits or... One of the oh, exotic fruits. I understand. That you, yes. Okay. That's called okay. a shachiano, on a fruit so that the you did not fruit yet. That you haven't eaten after, you first fruit you eat after your birthday? No, on no. your birthday. On your birthday. You make a shachiano, say, thank God, shachiano, that God has kept me alive and okay. I've reached to this time. And I make a shachiano on a fruit because that is a customary thing to make shachiano on, on a fruit. Okay. And what so, about a peach cobbler? Well, because it's absorbed into a cake-like thing, yeah. which would be the main and which would be the secondary thing. Okay. So I would say like the cakey stuff would be the main ingredient, the peach would be secondary. So it's straight up that you just do a fruit. On the fruit, and okay. it should be the whole fruit when we're learning... Okay. About blessings, you might as well say that when you make a bracha on a fruit, it's best to make it on a whole fruit, and then if you like to cut. Okay. But it should be. So first we actually make the bore priha eights, and after that we say the shehechiano. It's good to discuss some words of Torah. So for example, um, you're having the party to say something about the Torah portion that you can maybe uh, relate to. And talking about fruits, there's something in the Torah portion this year, this week. It's about bringing the first fruits as soon as you come to the land of Israel. Why? You're working and working the land. If God didn't give you everything, you wouldn't have the produce. You wouldn't have what to collect. So the first thing we do, once you have worked on your land and you come into the land of Israel, you give of your fruits. The first thing you do, as soon as it ripens, you put something around it. That was the right fruit. Why? Because the first thing is for us to acknowledge where does this come from? Acknowledging is a very big thing in Torah. And how does it say? Acknowledge with joy. Besimcha, with happiness. That we thank God that God has given us and blessed us. And the first thing we do is always bring the first fruits in the time of the temple was brought to the Kohanim and a whole proclamation was said, thanking God for taking us out of Egypt, doing all the miracles, taking us through the desert and providing us with the manna and the water, the well that traveled with them and the clouds of protection, which has to do with Sukkot. And then we are showing with a full acknowledgement and not being on being grateful from the beginning we were slaves in egypt we were taken out and that whole history he makes a proclamation and he does it with gladness and acknowledgement 
And that's also the first thing, as we always talk about when we wake up in the morning, is to say, thank God we are well, we are mobile. Thank God that we feel this way. We have all have challenges, but we can get up, we can move and do. That's the first things out of our mouth with acknowledgement. And it kind of sets the tone. And that's the way it is in this Torah portion. So if you are celebrating a birthday, you look into... What does the Torah portion say? Share it with your friends, a Dvar Torah, and you say a Shachiano. You make a good resolution, take on another mitzvah, and um, we celebrate our birthday not just with drinking, not just in a frivolous way, and not just party, party, but it's actually like a mini Rosh Hashanah. So I want to just end off with telling you that I bless you for a very happy, healthy, successful year in every way, materially, spiritually, nachas, Yiddish nachas from your children, and all your wishes should be fulfilled. You should continue to use your gifts and talents to bring holiness and teaching through your mediums that you do. And um, we are so blessed to have you in this world. Keep doing all the wonderful things that you do. You are a very good person. So thank you. Thank you, Sterna. Thank you for joining me on Jubilations today. Thanks for listening to Jubilations. May you go from strength to strength.